Greetings, rare ones. My name is Joanne, and I started the Rare Birds podcast because I wanted to hear from people like myself who come from emerging markets or the developing world, as we're called, who are entrepreneurial, resourceful, passionate, and energized to take their vision from idea to startup. Each week, you will hear me interview founders and teams from across emerging markets who are in the early stages of building their businesses. From time to time, you will also hear me speak with established ecosystem builders, mentors, investors, and business professionals who share knowledge based on their years of experience. This podcast is for anyone who is interested in hearing from the next wave of change makers across emerging markets, building in various industries from agro to tech to health, beauty, and all in between. This podcast is also for those who have ideas, but they're not entirely sure how to make them a reality. They're looking for inspiration and encouragement. We call ourselves Rare Ones. And if this sounds like you, then welcome to the family. Sit back, relax, and listen in to our always so good conversation. Bye for now. Greetings, Rare Ones, and welcome to the Rare Birds Podcast. I am your host, Joanne, and we are back for another fantastic episode. And tonight, I am joined by Juhi, who is all the way in India. Juhi, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Joanne, for inviting me to the podcast and to Rare Birds. Thank you. Yes, it's a real pleasure to have you here. So Juhi, before we begin, can you tell us where in India are you based? Where are you connecting with us? I'm based in uh, Madikeri Kurk. So this is a little hill station Mm -hmm. in the state of Karnataka in India. Uh, We're the coffee land of India. This is where all the coffee in India grows. Okay. Coffee, black pepper, and spices. This is the coffee land. Where okay. I'm... And give us an idea. Where Where is that exactly? What part of India are you in? South like, India. Geography? This is South India at the Western Ghats. Okay. So Karnataka. we are part of the Karnataka is South India. Mm-hmm. And we're at the Kerala border. And we are also part of the Western Ghats in India. Okay. So we are, we are very biodiversified, rich, and... Yes, coffee is the main crop, agricultural crop grown here, Mm -hmm. and it's exported worldwide. Some Mm. of the finest Robusta and Arabica coffees go from these lands where I live. Oh, really? You know, thanks for sharing that. I never knew that. I know that India has a lot of teas, lots of nice teas, but I didn't know you, you exported coffee as well. Very nice. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, okay. we have some fabulous. We have black pepper here and it's the king of all spices. Mm-hmm. It grows here. Yeah. And we have cardamom. We have uh, star anise. All oh, the spices anise. are grown here as well. Yeah, I mean, India I mean, is the land of all spices. We love spices from India. At least yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> it is fun. Yeah. yeah, okay. So Juhi, before we begin uh, diving into the topic today, Tell us also just about your background, uh, you know, how, how what, what kind of childhood you had, how you grew up, maybe, maybe where you went to university and how did you get into the world of business? Okay, so I grew up in a city called Kolkata in the state of West Bengal. Recently, West Bengal has been in the news negatively for Amphan cyclone. 
mm. uh, that's there. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yes, of course. Uh, of my course. schooling and my college was done there. I'm a BCom graduate. And while I was doing my college, I did my interior design course. I am a trained interior designer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started business around because I come from a business family. Mm-hmm. We used to own tea estates in mm. Bengal. Okay. And my father's family also used to have their own, um, what do you call, wheat, uh, wheat, uh, what do you call, um, wheat mill, a mill oh. where, you know, you got fresh wheat produce and it was made into wheat flour and, mm. you know, people would take it. Okay. So I've, I come from that background. Okay. And uh, being from business family, it is. It was. I went overseas to for some trade shows. I got opportunities to meet uh, many designers overseas in Europe. Mm. I started working as a product designer, seeing mm. that I could provide them with leather accessories, blow glass, cane, bamboo. Uh, in the earlier part, from two thousand and two to two thousand and four five, the we had our own catalog. Uh, uh, furnishings which were going to Europe okay Okay. Okay. Uh, they were called Damasco and they were being sold at Harrods and Bormage in bigger stores in the US they were being sold in Japan yes Mm. so that catalog company was being run by a Spanish lady Mm. we were the only suppliers to it and we did that for about three to four years the biggest gift fair called Maison at Object in Europe uh, mm-hmm. We've had our products showcased for six seasons, which means our leather accessories through some buyers in UK. We've had our furnishings, which was Damasco at the fairs. We've had some other products, random products, which were showcased by smaller buyers at six, for six seasons to eight seasons, which means almost three to four years at the beginning of this millennium in this shows. Mm. And from this, I built Sunshine, which is the paper crafted company, mm. wherein we did paper crafted greetings and stationery. But seeing that that was dipping and the earlier part of the uh, millennium, I moved to doing wedding cards in India. We have very successfully established between 2005 to 2015 in Kolkata, okay. wherein we probably became the fifth best wedding card brand in India, but we are the only sole manufacturers even today of handcrafted stationery and wedding cards in India. Nobody does what we do. It's a monopoly, really a monopoly because um, it's very labor intensive. There's too much of back-end hard work. It's not like going up to a computer, creating, bringing in the filters, bringing in the layers, creating a magical drawing and sending it out. There's a lot more. And to maintain quality standards, um, you know, for which I got trained by all my European buyers at the beginning of the millennium, we've had to set in systems so that if there are 20 women now or 60 or 80, which we had in Bengal earlier, they would give us the exact work the way we wanted it. Oh, wow. So that's basically the the background uh, that I come from. I'm an interior designer, product designer, graphic designer, as well as, well, I've also dabbled with jewelry and I've dabbled with various materials and made lifestyle products in the past. I've exported them and used them in the domestic market. Uh, Sunshine is a small part of my life now because we're trying to revive it here in Kurk. 
we've got about 20 women in a small hill in a unit here okay. and they're happy to do the work now and what we're really looking at is reach in terms of profitability in terms of market in terms of you know getting liquid getting getting you know money yeah. from selling a product um uh, basically that's there and that's that sunshine is paper crafted we do all kinds of greeting cards cards stationery um you know paper bags wrapping paper anything we've also made paper bowls right now you know we've made some bowls and so anything with paper we're good to work with we're good to experiment we're good to create so i think this gives you a brief idea of my background from my earlier years and a little bit of my last career of spanning for almost 25 26 years now yeah it's very diverse experience but all in the area of design which is really nice handicraft and handicraft indian handicraft industry i've worked in it for more than 25 years yes. i know the grass realities the grassroots realities of people mm -hmm. what problems they face why they face it mm -hmm. um we are very very lucky that the recent government is supporting giving a lot of loans a lot of schemes to women entrepreneurs and mm. to the small scale people mm -hmm. at these levels to bring made in india industries in yes there is work being done there yeah. is work being done there. right now the topic you've joined us to discuss today is the monetization of of this type of business but before yeah. we deep dive into that can you tell us a little bit about the women and how they work in the business or how you work with them? Okay, so if I were to talk about my own uh, uh, business, is that mm -hmm. what we're, we're, you're asking, right? Uh, with so, sunshine uh, paper, with sunshine paper, yeah. Because yes. I know you so work with a lot of women. Is, mm. Yes, yes. What I do is I go into, in Bengal, I used to go into village areas, mm -hmm. see where they, because it, there was a lot of poverty in villages. You see, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. if you see the Google map right now, you'll see 24 Parganas has been hit by Amphan cyclone and there has been a lot of devastation. Mm -hmm. That was the area where we were working from in Bengal. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where we had trained people and we'd gone in, we'd given the skill, we'd given the equipment, everything training to the women there. We built, you know, teams of cluster groups of 20, 40, 60 based on what we got mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and we would um, give them our specific work like may, say wedding cards so that we an order of 500 wedding cards we've trained them skilled them they have to make that design and supply it back to us there was a rate which is decided that okay per card you make you get this money so 500 this is the amount of money which will be distributed amongst those 20 30 x number of women in the group at that given point in time okay. yeah and okay. this rate was decided by them not by sunshine or me we had a certain mathematics which we fell back on based on that we would tell them but then they would have to come back to us and tell us and this would be negotiated once every year or two years with them mm. based on how the cost of production would rise in the country in general so mm. our aim was always to see that at an average they were getting like 50 to 75 us dollars a month mm. which 
for a woman who's sitting at home, she does not have to go anywhere. She is getting all the material and equipment. She is to work for six hours. That is there, not even eight. Here, we're telling them to not work for more than an hour, hour and a half a day. Okay. Mm -hmm. And for that kind of time and the kind, and we would say, okay, 20 days a week, a month or 25 is what we want. Yes, at times when there were emergencies, they've pulled nights also to do it, but we've never encouraged that. We've always wanted to tell them that sit at home in your spare time, you're doing this creative work and mm -hmm. earning something so you get self-respect, you get some extra money and you can support yourself and give some a little better education to your child, a little bit better life to yourself. That is the aim where we come from in Sunshine. And that's what we've stood for in the last 20 years in this millennium. Right. So you are empowering women. Yes. Essentially. Skilling and empowering them. Skilling yes. and empowering. And can you tell us of a more detail? Obviously, within limitations, can you tell us sort of about the population of women that you work with specifically? They are all uh, below the poverty line. So mm. in India, we have something called the BPL, which is below poverty line, right? Mm -hmm. uh, statistically, why they fall under it, I can't give you an exact uh, this thing right now. It's, it was at the top of my head. But basically, we work with women who are below poverty line because they are the ones who, um, you know, most of these do not have any other source of income. They'll have a husband who will be doing some you know, who have gone to the city and would be a peon or would be a fourth class worker. Mm -hmm, okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then they require something extra with children, with, with things becoming more expensive, with uncertainties. There are factories which would shut down. So their husbands go out of jobs, uh, you know, things. So they require something to fall back on. Mm. Sunshine is one such medium where they know that no matter what we'll keep getting work yeah mm. and it's creative mm. so mm. they can fall back on that little bit of income which we provide yeah for them right right brilliant okay. and they don't have to so it stops them from being on the streets it stops them also being domestic uh, servants you know which uh, domestic uh, women domestic where, where they have to leave their homes because most of them can't they yeah. have two to three children. It's very difficult for them to leave their homes. Right. Also, there are certain communities where they don't have the permission to leave. Right, right, right. So we, we've addressed all these agendas and we've, we've been able to empower very, very small groups of women. But whatever we have, at least we've done that with respect and dignity. And I think that's really what's important for us in that yeah and you obviously understand the community or communities that you work with enough to know how to to work around these parameters for example like they may not be allowed to leave or you know things like that yes yes which is the reason why it's work from home right yeah you skill you work from home you give us exactly as per our quality standards we skill you so much i mean we spend three to four months minimum skilling you every year Okay. That's there. We're skilling you all the time. We don't stop skilling you. Okay. So there is virtually no excuse that you will not give us good work. Right. That's there. You, we don't stop your skilling. 
you are open to skilling you are open to asking us questions you are open to taking what you choose that you want from sunshine you can sketch designs give us designs if clients like it we'll make them into a product we've even encouraged those situations from them you know to open their minds that they're creative they can do more than just wash clean cook be a mother or be a housewife mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's when, what we've been encouraging yeah. excellent and when you say skilling what exactly what type of skills are you are you teaching or, or cultivating so uh, what we really call um, rudimentarily is cutting and pasting cutting with scissors with uh, paper knives with uh, you know basic equipment like a scissor so okay. to take paper and to cut like if you have to do a thousand leaves to cut them mm. as similar as exact as possible a thousand leaves so that when i look at them i know that you've been able to you know your hand is is so finely skilled mm. that and your mind is so well um, focused mm. that you're able to cut so well mm. so you know there is it's it's with the machine also you go wrong sometimes if i've printed a color green doesn't mean that all thousand sheets of paper are going to get that exact color of green the bleeds can can vary even in a machine and we at hand crafting at hand done are skilling you so well that your thousand leaves your thousand petals your thousands of petals look so similar that I really can't make out. I mean, when I sit down to cut on my own, then I realize how, how much focus is required, yeah. how much attention is required, how much attention to your breath and to leave all the clutter in your mind away is required to create the product. Yeah, and I'm in your WhatsApp group and I, and I, I get to see some of the things that are created and they're really beautiful things, very beautiful. Thank you. Thank yeah, Thank yeah. Thank so now to the topic of the conversation, which is monetization of this type of, are you a social enterprise? Are you a not-for-profit? What is your, your structure before we, before? We're we a sole proprietorship. So which means we are okay. a profit earning company uh, okay. with a social enterprise uh, attached, which means that we will, when we sell you any product, we are earning a profit on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're not funded like an NGO or uh, social enterprises. It is mm -hmm. our own money, our mm -hmm. own seed capital we put in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't mm -hmm. borrow. We're at, at the moment, we're not borrowing from the bank. We're still thinking about whether we should or we shouldn't. Mm. Um, the other thing is with us, vis-a-vis -vis other enterprises, is that quality is very primary with us. We make it very, very clear to customers and to people who skill that please respect this has a very high level of quality attached to it. Mm -hmm. We don't compromise. What we say, we give. So if, for instance, you booked a product, like earlier when we were doing wedding cards, mm -hmm. when you booked a product and you've booked it, we, I used to literally make clients sign the card and say, okay, here, this is what you signed. You said 500, you will get similar to this. Mm, right mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. you it's not like the shade of something will vary something if there is any problem we will inform you we will take your permission mm. and we will progress so that's how we serviced people and that's what we do even today um yeah. you know in we haven't started back the wedding industry because it's very very service oriented and there's a lot required 
They have mm. to build in their teams for it. But mm. yeah, now with COVID, any which ways, the numbers of people in India, have, I mean, current government is saying if you want to have a wedding, you can't have more than 50 people in, in you know, in, in the wedding, right? Oh, wow. So, small. Uh, That's small for an Indian wedding. <laughs> yes, very, very small. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, Indians yes. know how to do weddings. That's one thing. <laughs> yes, we do. Have you ever attended a wedding in many, India? Have you ever? Many, not no. In India, actually, yes, I didn't go. I've attended many Indian weddings outside of India, and then when I when I was in India the last time, it was at a conference, and the same hotel had a wedding there too. And my friend and I crashed the wedding, <laughs> and we both went in there. My Indian friend actually and I went in together, and we crashed the wedding. And it was such a different experience having it there, seeing it there and being a part of it versus when I was, you know, in the US or the UK. But the intensity and there's just so much fun and the food and the dancing. I loved it. I loved it. And the colors. It was it was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of back end detailing when you're saying food, when you're saying dance, you know, with food we have caterers who would would, you know, we're going really like as if they're going to the moon and they're going to get you the, the ingredients from there because the, the kind of craft they have done in food in India is amazing at the yeah. weddings. Yeah. The, the dance choreographers come up with things which oh, are yeah. the latest and the best. When the, the two sides choreograph yes. a dance and the, the bride yes. is dancing yes. with her side and the groom, it's just like, wow! <laughs> Yes, it is. So you know the amazing. floral decoration, the clothes. You know, you if you you you've had one experience, and you can imagine if that's been our life. I mean, that's been sunshine in my life for ten years. We yeah, we were yeah. part of the industry, and we did uh, cards. We moved on to hospitalities and gift boxes. At yeah. the time when we closed doors in Kolkata, and we came here. Mm. There's a lot of work which goes into getting a bride and groom married in India. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can imagine. But so you were saying the government has said you can only minimum now of 50 people. So I guess in maximum, essence, maximum, oh, maximum, maximum, I'm sorry, maximum, at yes, the maximum at yes, the moment yes, because, because of the virus. COVID-19 and social distancing measures and mm -hmm. keeping all our lives safe. So yes, that's the law. That's the rule at the moment. Mm. So no, we're not. Uh, we've got one wedding order. We're waiting because um, the client and us, because we don't know what numbers will be allowed by then. So based on that, the card mm. would be done. Mm -hmm. uh, that's there. But in general, it's the stationery, which we are right now focusing and creating mm -hmm. and doing diversifying a product range in stationery so that we're able to reach out to a more global market this time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, you see, the thing is, there are going to be lots of uh, mostly women listening maybe into this particular podcast who are already doing initiatives similar to yours or who want to do something similar to yours. Now, you have a lot of experience in business generally, but when it comes to this type of craft uh, business, how do you go about making money? <laughs> how do you do that okay because it's, so, it's, a, um, it's an amazing thing to do but i think a lot of people have difficulty monetizing coming up with sustainable business models for a type of business where you are involved in craft but you're also maybe helping a specific community 
So I think the first um, rule that we do follow is that profit is first mm. for us. Okay. Yeah? Okay. Uh, business is equal to profit. We're very yes. clear about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't, uh, we, uh, we have been conventional in putting our hands into things where we will burn ourselves easily. Mm. Yes, we've burned fingers. Yes, we have. However, when it comes to monetizing on the craft, mm-hmm. it is identifying the products which are required by people, mm-hmm. creating that with a certain quality standard, and supplying it at a price which would be say, affordable, yet it would be fun for us to create it if they pay us that money. Because mm-hmm. if it's less than that, it's no fun. It's just creating it just because one wants to sell and sustain. And that's mm-hmm. not what Sunshine is about. No. Okay. Okay. Sunshine is about creating and monetizing at the same time that's mm-hmm. there. So the women also who do it, we're like, you're not just doing this because you want to earn money. Yes, it is the most important factor. We get mm. it. However, get this, that your time has value. You yeah. have value. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, and the customer who comes to us, ordinarily we say customer is the king. Yes. Mm-hmm. There have been many times I have just sat mum. I mean, I've zipped up when I've said that, Okay, I know my customer wants this. Let's just give it to them, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't have to put in a point of view. They've come here to buy a product. If mm-hmm. it doesn't agree with my sensitive sensibilities as a designer, mm-hmm. at times I don't tell them because they, they, you know, what they choose, what they want is their moment to make them happy. Mm-hmm. If that makes them happy, we're okay with that. Okay. Right. As long yeah. as we can give it. So that's the, the, the way we chose to monetize and wedding cards was a very big industry. It's, it's more than a few billion dollar industry worldwide, oh. India wide yeah. and worldwide. Sure. So that industry is the one industry which has helped monetize ourselves and sustain ourselves mm. for more than 13 years in West Bengal. Okay. So essentially make sure there's demand for, for what you're, for the craft that you're trying to, I mean, and you just said it's a billion dollar industry. So, you know, there's, there's a desire, there's a need for this, for this kind of business. Now I'm thinking about, and like you said, profit first, because sometimes uh, people think that if, if you're, if your business is helping people that somehow you can't help people and still make a profit, but you can do both, right? You don't have to compromise. Yes. No, you don't, because you know, if you are very firm about the fact, that yes, I I will stand for, say today if I have 20 women, right? Mm-hmm. I'm the face for them. Mm-hmm. I am standing for the fact that yes, I will pay them the money. Yeah. yeah. I will see that there is certain amount of sales happening every month so that at least they are paid, even if Sunshine is not picking anything over and above it. Like say in COVID, I'm not expecting us to do anything over and above except as long as my women are paid to start with right now, Mm -hmm. right? In these Mm -hmm. uncertain times, Mm -hmm. right? And and from, so we are very firm about it. Okay, we will take in, but at the other end, we're also very firm that the customer doesn't get a raw deal, so as to speak. You know, we're not doing things where we're like, oh, we're saying this, but doing something, no. We're saying this, we're doing it, 
we may fail we because every product requires a lot of research and oh, people yeah. don't Market get it research. they think mm. oh, oh you know what this got made it's just paper it's a child craft i'm like oh excuse <laughs> me if it was so easy as a child craft i wouldn't be sitting here and and you know uh, telling mm. you to order with me or to place yeah. an order it's not and i'm sure you get that a lot i'm sure you get that a lot oh yes oh, this is yeah mm. yeah my children can do it i can do it yeah um you know it's this easy. one can do it no big it's deal easy. yeah yeah it's yeah no big deal um you know i mean what the hell is just scissors taking scissors and cutting paper <laughs> uh you know they don't uh, how do i explain to them every paper has a texture the these days paper is not available anymore in the world forget india in the world paper mm. has become the volume of paper has become so less that yeah. is there so and it's the kind of paper that you use as well it's the kind of paper yes. that and i mean yes. we, thinking about sourcing we, quality materials that's a big part of, yes. of ensuring high quality right for your product yes it is we've always been eco friendly uh, we've mm. always sourced from wholesalers who were buying papers from three countries which was germany uk and us wisconsin where the paper mills are mm-hmm. that's where we get our paper from that's okay. the international paper mm. the indian papers we get from the indian uh, paper uh, you know we have the handmade paper com- companies from whom we buy yeah mm-hmm. you will be surprised we've bought china paper also and ah, <laughs> oh boy okay <laughs> okay indians so, buying so china is- paper <laughs> Okay, so this is this is this is going to be my dirtiest secret getting leaked. Every time okay. somebody told me they want something cheap, I would run somebody and say, "Go buy the China papers, get it." <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Mm. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I don't know how much trouble I get for saying this, but this really happens. But a this lot. is a fact. but this is it's a fact, fact. it's yeah. a fact because they, yeah. they they came up with these catalogs you know which had all the paper colors once the the international other countries stopped manufacturing those we needed the colors so we said okay let's buy that and supply that what else <laughs> it's a wise business decision it's cheap right it's cost effective so what do you it think? is and it gave me the color palettes i want you see they they had no point of view about manufacturing all kinds of colors <laughs> they have gone and duplicated papers which are made by these three mills and that's been so This is China, right? China has done This, this is China. China. <laughs> they have done that and those papers are cheaper. So mm. clearly when you are asking me this something that times I've had to give you those options, you know. Mm. <laughs> what do oh, I do? Dear, do oh, I do? dear. It's a business decision. I mean it's it's something that's widely known and and understood anyway. So. Yeah, and everybody is doing it in the industry. It's not me. Everybody else is buying the same things. Yeah. So yeah, I mean I'm just following what the other players are doing as well. But you said also this is when the customer specifically wants something cheap. Otherwise yes. you you yes. stick to the three meals you said US, Germany and UK, right? Yes. Yes, we would ideally and and our handmade papers, Indian handmade papers. Okay. That's there. So that's where so you source the material. We, yes. Okay. But, yes, but now we're using a lot of the Indian handmade seed papers because we want to grow love, plant love, grow love. 
so the seed uh, the basil seed is in the paper so if i gift you a card you don't throw it you mm. plant it you grow a basil plant you grow a marigold plant mm -hmm. you grow a plant of tomatoes mm -hmm. so that's where we're coming from we don't want to bring in landfill anymore mm. that's another initiative we've taken mm. no more landfill reduce landfill mm. okay so seed yeah. papers though they're expensive doesn't matter they will we we'll do smaller quantities but we'll still at least not provide landfill yeah that's the idea it. so coffee okay. paper is made of coffee waste I mean, okay, how yeah. beautiful is that? Wouldn't you want to own a painting, a picture, something made with waste coffee paper? All the coffee drinkers in the world, wouldn't you want that? Wouldn't Absolutely. you like to buy a little gift tag, a little bookmark, yeah. uh, a little, uh, you know, a little notepad made with waste coffee paper? Every morning you're having your cup of coffee. Do you even get it where it comes from? Do you realize it has a waste? And do you realize that waste is made into paper? And we, we, we make it into a pretty, pretty, you know, article for you. And that's eco-friendly, which is very important. Many yeah, consumers care about that. We've always been eco-friendly. Down mm -hmm. to the glue we use. We do not use glue guns. That is a complete no-no in sunshine. We're the only ones who don't do it. We oh, use really? one company, which we have researched, that their glue is eco-friendly, so we use that. Mm. So we go into a lot of research. I have gone into a lot of research in, in bringing together things to the best of my ability. See, I'm, I'm a human. I will make calls. It's, I'm not saying that, you know, we, but to the best of our ability, we've tried mm. the best that we can, mm -hmm. you know, so that we're not, we, because you see, if you were part of Fair Trade Forum registered company, there are 10 norms that are provided by the Worldwide Fair Trade, Forum, um, Fair Trade Forum to follow. And if you start following them, automatically you will become eco-friendly. You will stop yourself from using a lot of things which otherwise is so easy to buy and use and sell. Mm. Yes. Mm. And you will also be very conscious about the people you work with and the people you service. That mm. is what those 10 um, commandments, so as to speak, of the World Fair Trade Forum really, really teach us, let me tell you. Right, right. Excellent. Okay, so what about pricing? How do you price your product so that the women are gaining, but also the, the business is gaining? Because I would imagine, is pricing very difficult in this kind of structure? It is because yeah. um, we have to keep in mind that there is a certain amount of money we have to look at paying the women and I, and I pay them very fair. I, because I've done a complete research against statistics on the kind of money and I'm not talking about statistics which is sending out forms to people and things, no. Mm. This is statistics based on, I know that women in certain segment making a certain product which is unskilled labor. Mm. Okay, mm. unskilled, but unskilled falls under my industry, right? So if those women are being paid at that rate, sitting at home and doing an X amount, what are we paying you sitting at home paying? So I have done that kind of comparison, okay, and derived the kind of cost that I would give the women. 
and in, mm. and i think we've always been fair with them even when they have done extra skilling we've said okay you take extra money no problem because we've always told the customer that okay this at the other end we've always when we've quoted a price to the customer we factored in all these various costs mm. including a lot of other hidden costs which go in Yeah. So when people uh, recently, you know, I got a feedback last year, which uh, somebody said that, oh, you know, the seed cards that were sold, they were expensive. I wanted, I didn't, I've been quiet all this while because I was like, as an entity, as a corp, you know, you bought it to resell yeah. or to do whatever, but you should have known what are the margins you can get or not get. That's not up to me to educate you, right? right as a woman right. entrepreneur, if you're not going to educate yourself about what you're selling and reselling. then mm. that's your entrepreneurial skill or lack of it i can't go out and educate you on that right, right? i can only sell you my product yeah and i'm giving you a quality product you right. see so yeah. it doesn't work for us when people go out and they broadcast as we say media information like this it doesn't work but we can't stop it and and we don't uh, and i don't really take too many steps in sort of stopping people i said okay they've said it now next time what is it that we will when they come back next time how will we deal with them that's yeah. what we do you know i like that approach i like that approach because nowadays what you often find is that that would happen and then there's some kind of back you know like a a backlash and and things kick off and there's a back and forth but your approach is just okay fine you've done that then we will next time around we will we'll deal i guess with the situation as accordingly as and when yes because you know there've been situations i faced where we we suddenly the paper we've committed to you has not has gone out of the market it's not there what mm. am i supposed to do yeah so i have to go back to the drawing board redo the entire thing what i've committed you within a span of 24 hours to 48 hours yeah and make all my calls get all my ducks in my row in the row and then give you the product that's their a quality product you know at times situations are not in your hands covid 19 is is just is just one example of situations which as an entrepreneur we face on a daily basis i i had teams who really supported me even the women here today are supporting me through a lot a mm. lot of challenges which otherwise become difficult or almost impossible and impossible is not a word that i allow in my or my team's dictionaries That's yeah not a word that word yeah i'm interested to know now who are your main customers are you selling i know you said the wedding the wedding side of things is is on hold for now but who are your main customers are you selling to corporations to to no, event planners is, uh, no at the moment it's just our old and new customers who we're okay. getting through facebook through okay. instagram and through the whatsapp group that i've created yes yes um, so a lot of we had a database of more than 3000 old customers oh, wow. right because we built that in 10 years so uh, we've been trying to tap a lot of them through mm. uh, uh, you know various whether it was through emails or whatsapps or facebook or insta these are the four ways we've tried to tap people yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, when we restarted we started reaching out a number of our old customers i have to say that would have supported us have come back are reordering ordering bringing us fresh business 
that's what's keeping us afloat at the moment. Mm. That's there. We have plans to get onboarded on Amazon. Now we have I, uh, Goku. We have uh, various other platforms in mm. India. So we will slowly start coming aboard that. As you're seeing that I am volunteering time for the Creative Dignity Movement of India. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't started doing anything productive in it because I've just not had the time. But the yeah. moment I do, I will start uh, working towards it. Yeah, brilliant. Now, when it comes to crafts, I mean, these are beautiful things that you're creating. How do you maximize on the look? I mean, is it, for, you know, having nice photographs? Is it uh, putting nice pictures in your social media? Because I believe the photography and the look is a big part of, of selling your crafts, right? Yes, it yeah. is. So we've yeah. tried to do that. I've, I've, I have to say that I failed at many attempts because mm. I've, I'm not a great photographer. Also to get the whole idea that, so people say, you know, till we don't touch your product, we don't get it. Mm. Yeah. But mm. Now in the online world, I think what is happening is that people are used to slowly marketing, um, uh, buying things online. So they're not so much about the touch and feel. They're like, uh, what is the product going to be used for? Is it going to work for me or not? You know, right. that's more. The function of the product is important. Getting the, educating the customer that you can use this for more than one reason. Mm. Yeah. Because stationery then becomes like a luxury buy. It's not a necessity for anybody. That's yeah. There, right. Even wedding yeah. cards is not a necessity anymore. Right. So uh, how to sort of build the story, how to, that's the main thing, get great pictures, build your story around it well, have a proper social cause, which is really working for, you know, which is really working and it's not just a, a social cause attached that is there. Yeah. I think that's what works. But yes, photography, we are still very weak in it. We have to make attempts now, like I said, with the catalog, we have to try and make attempts towards photography. That is our biggest, our biggest hurdle uh, on one side. Mm. And on the other side, uh, building up teams for more product development. Yes. Yeah. So now that we're near the end, I'd like to know what is, what is next for Sunshine? What's the next? I know you mentioned, you know, expansion and so on, but like, can you be a bit more specific? Like, what are your plans, say, for the next five years or so? Ah, oh, we haven't mapped out five years. We've, we, <laughs> okay, we next year, till next this, year. Yeah, till this, this, this March, which yeah. is went down the drain. Uh, yeah. So right now, our only aim is whatever resources we have, we are in putting it into a product form and selling it out. Yeah. Mm, mm. Uh, any new skilling will only happen post March next year, you know, mm. which I will decide post December. Till mm. December, we're just planning to stay afloat and come aboard as many online platforms and people and reach out to as many people who can start buying, supporting us and bringing back new customers to us. That's what is our aim till March 2021. By that Fantastic. time, I'm hoping also COVID would be a little more arrested worldwide. Mm. So we'd get a wider vision of what people want ahead. And then we can take ourselves ahead. Yeah, that sounds good. So what uh, lessons have you learned that you would like to share with us just from, you have a lot of experience in, in different types of businesses, um, not just this one, but patience. Okay, patience. patience. Uh, uh, consistence. Oh patience. boy, consistence. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, consistency, patience, um, kindness, and empathy. These are the four mm. words that I would really leave everybody with. If you practice this daily, you will be an entrepreneur. I do not know what else you can be beyond that. Yeah, I, I, I definitely have learned patience. <laughs> That's something I've learned. Uh, a healthy dose of patience. You have no choice when you start building something but to be patient. And, you know, consistency is key because you have to keep, once you're consistent, that's how you, you continuously build. You can't start and stop and start and stop or stop for long periods of time. You've got to be consistent about your efforts, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Juhi. It's been a real pleasure. And before you go, can you tell everyone where they can find you or your your company? Maybe your social media or website or anything so like Facebook, that. Facebook, uh, we have we have. Uh, it's called Sunshine by Juhi Jain. J U H W E J A I N is how I spell my name. Okay. So Sunshine by Juhi Jain on Facebook. On okay. Insta, we have a page by Juhi Jain. Again, the Sunshine one isn't there, but Juhi Jain. So that's where people can get us. Mm-hmm. My mobile number is there for the WhatsApp, which mm-hmm. when people request, I give it to them. They can WhatsApp me and buy products direct. I take PayPal payments, yes. And uh, when the international shipping from India starts, I definitely would be shipping internationally to people. Yes. Definitely. I think there's a large market of out there of people who want to have genuine handmade Indian crafts. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time with us today, Juhi. It was a real pleasure to speak with you and learn more about you and what you're building. And thank you so much. Thank you, Joanne. A pleasure. Thank you. And all the very best to you and Redbirds and Thank you for having us on this podcast. I'm delighted and so is Sunshine, I'm sure. All right. My pleasure. All right, guys. Until next time. Bye for now. Bye, Joanne. Bye. Hey there, Rare Ones. I hope you enjoyed listening into this week's conversation. The Rare Birds podcast is available for listen across all major platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Anchor, and several more. Please share our conversations with your friends. Don't forget to subscribe to our weekly newsletter. You can do so by opting in on our homepage of our website, www.rarebirdshq.com. The weekly newsletter provides analysis and data around the topics explored in our weekly conversations. Lastly, I would love your feedback and spend way too much time on Twitter. My handle is included in the notes section of each episode. Tweet me your thoughts, ideas, opinions, and feedback because I'm always looking for ways to improve my craft. If you absolutely love what you heard, then rate us on your favorite podcast platform. See you next week for more conversation. Bye for now.